You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beltway Beef podcast. This is Ashley here, and today I'm joined by Danielle Beck, who's the Senior Executive Director of Government Affairs here at NCBA. Uh, Thanks for being on the podcast today, Danielle. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Great. Well, there's been a lot of things uh, going on this week. I feel like we've been going a million miles an hour, but uh, we recently saw some movement in the death tax space. And so just wanted to sit down with you today to talk about that. Um, First, just kind of get a background of what the death tax or the estate tax is and uh, what happened with it late yesterday. Yeah. So the estate tax is a a tax uh, on on death, basically. Uh, Any individual whose uh, property or state is over a certain amount uh, will be taxed at a you know 40% tax rate. You know right now the exemption limits are 10 million for individuals, 20 million for couples indexed for inflation. That means that if you're an individual with an estate that's over you know 11 million dollars uh, and you don't have a great transition plan in place, uh, you could be faced with a, a 40% tax on you know the excess there. Um, you know, luckily, we've got some great champions on this issue on Capitol Hill. NCBA has been, you know, long advocates for full permanent repeal of the death tax. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to accomplish that in tax reform that happened back in 2017. We're going to continue fighting. And as part of that effort, we're keeping members on the record as supporting full permanent repeal. And so yesterday, uh, bipartisan legislation was introduced in both the House and Senate. Uh, Senator Thune led the charge Senate side. Uh, Representatives Bishop and Smith uh, led the charge House side. And we're incredibly grateful to, you know, those individuals for taking the lead on this issue and for all of the other members of Congress, you know, who have lent their names in support of this issue already. Appreciate that rundown um, and appreciate the hard work that you did on that issue. I know there was certainly a a lot of calls and and a lot of things that, that you did to work with those offices Um, And we know that the death tax or the estate tax is a really important issue that affects our producers. Uh, But we also know that taxes in general are really big issues that affect our producers. So could you just give us a rundown of some of the tax things that we might see coming up in the Biden administration um, and that farmers and producers need to be aware of? Yeah. You know, on the campaign trail, uh, President Biden did indicate that he would support rolling back uh, death tax exemption limits pre-2012. And so that would be about a 3.5 million uh, exemption for each individual, I would assume doubled for couples, uh, with a 45% tax rate. But he also talked about potentially using other provisions uh, of our tax code as pay-fors for other uh, initiative that he, initiatives he's looking to move through Congress. Uh, you know, Democrats, it would appear, are getting an early stat start on their tax increase agenda uh, tucked into um, the coronavirus relief package that's about to wrap up in the House today. Uh, are, you know, a trio of little notice tax hikes, and they're focused on wealthy and big corporations. But we know that uh, stepped up basis, which is a critically important provision for our producers, is something that's been talked about as, you know, a potential revenue raiser, as well as changes to like kind exchanges. And so, you know, we at NCBA, we are engaging on this issue, we are continuing to advocate with folks on the Hill, the importance of these provisions. You know, I think at the end of the day, Ashley, a lot of lawmakers uh, who maybe aren't as tied to agricultural production as we would like uh, f- often forget or overlook the fact that farmers and ranchers are small businesses. And we understand and appreciate, I think, the, the value of uh, you know 
taxes and maintaining and improving our nation. But an effective tax code needs to be an equitable tax code. And so we need provisions that exist currently on the books uh, to maintain or to be maintained, because ultimately um, that is how our producers manage the, the unique challenges that are really only found in agricultural production. Uh, it's how they balance their books every year. It's how they stem the ties between years of, you know, high income versus those where we're taking significant losses. Uh, it's, you know, important for the unique nature of agricultural production in which you are, you know, cash poor, but asset rich in many instances. So, you know, I think we're going to continue communicating uh, those facts and the importance of, you know, specific provisions like, uh, you know, the step up in basis to folks on the Hill, but we're also going to be calling on our producers to be engaging as well. Yeah. So that's the perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about next. I think sometimes when we think about talking about tax issues, this is a really meaty subject um, that maybe sometimes can get a little bit dry to talk about, but you and I both know that there are real stories behind what's happening in the tax space and there's real people behind that as well. Um, so kind of a two-part question here. Can you walk us through kind of a behind-the-scenes look of how you uh, have some of those conversations with lawmakers and staff to really uh, help them understand the story behind taxes? And then the second part being how can producers get involved in this conversation? I, I think that's a great question and something um, it, the, the answer to both questions, I, I can cut out in one. Uh, you know, the the way that I communicate with folks on the Hill about tax issues is through our producer membership. Um, we have some great individuals who are part of our tax and credit committee, our chair and vice chair, uh, you know, and then all the individuals who participate in those meetings annually. Um, but, you know, during tax reform in particular, I had sort of a kitchen cabinet of producers who I relied on uh, to bounce ideas back and forth. And then, you know, from there worked with uh, them and our state executives to, you know, really engage in a grassroots advocacy effort uh, in which we were all sort of working together to continuing educating folks on the Hill. You know, there are oftentimes tax staffers who handle tax issues but don't understand agriculture. And then there are agriculture staff staffers who probably don't handle tax and don't necessarily understand tax. And so continuing to communicate uh, at a very basic level to the ag staffers as well as the tax staffers about the unique nature of our industry and the need for certain provisions in the tax code. I mean, it's the same way that you would engage with ag staffers on any other topic and just continuing to enforce that these issues are top of mind for everybody and that, you know, sometimes uh, staff internally are communicating so that the left hand knows what the right is doing and vice versa. But uh, we at NCBA, when we call on our producers, I would encourage everybody to stay tuned because we will be doing that. Uh, follow along at you know, beltwaybeefpolicy.ncba.org um, because I, I have no doubt that some action alerts um, or calls to action will be coming. But you know, also we'll be having our, our virtual fly-in here shortly. Uh, and so stay tuned and you know, look out for that. We would encourage everybody to participate because there, it's a great opportunity to learn more about what's going on and you know, engage with your congressional delegations in a, a COVID-safe Zoom-type way, I guess. Yes, now that we're on our... <laughs> I guess one year mark of Zoom calls. Um, we can't forget how important that grassroots advocacy actually is. And, you know, thanks for encouraging folks to continue to do that. And thanks for all your hard work on this issue uh, day in and day out. And thanks for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. And thanks to everybody for listening. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. 
Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify at Beltway Beef, also on Twitter at Beltway Beef. We'll see you next time.